Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If this were a Sherlock Holmes novel, Greg's reaction could have been like when he says, yes, he ejaculated. Is yeah. how it would be written. <laughs> Conley's making a move. Yes. To for long distance from the, the yes. final. Yes, Conley. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, Conley. Good performance from the back, but still. Yes. How the horse do? My dad is having an orgasm right here. Everyone. Yes. This is the Greg Cody Show with. Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. This is kind of creepy because uh, we're staring at Yeti's computer right now in his chair in his house, but yet he told me, he just texted me that he's not home yet. He's calling me right now. This could be like a funny way to start the episode. Hello, Yeti. Hey. What up? Uh, this is creepy because, like, I, I thought you were just invisible sitting in your chair at your house. <laughs> in a good bit. I'm driving home, so I was at a stoplight. I, I hit record for you. So you can get rolling. I'll be home in just a few minutes. All right. We might even start the episode this way because this is fun. That works. Yes. Let it be known. I was stopped in my car, allegedly. <laughs> that kind of thing. Just record. That kind of thing. version of me. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's start cooking. Okay, first of all, welcome everyone. Um, we had such a action-packed, hectic, uh, people-filled extravaganza last week with our surprise birthday roast um, for Christopher starring the great comedian Brad Williams that this week I want to be a little more laid back. And um, Dad, let me jump in real fast. You know, yeah. what, you know why this is also a special week? Why is that? And, and we love these weeks. This is when the Levitard show, those lazy bones over there, right, taking today off. This is our day. Well, if you're listening Monday, you know, if you're oh, listening other days, they might be back to work, but we don't take Memorial Day off around here. No, we don't. Hell no. We memorialize you listeners is what we do. What? I don't know. <laughs> we honor you by not taking Memorial Day off. Although we do love Memorial Day. We love uh, honoring all our um, veterans who have given the ultimate price. And please don't do, do the spiel again this year because I feel like you've done it every year that we've had a Memorial Day about, right. am I allowed to say Happy Memorial Day? No, you can't. No, you well, can't. Right. Like, I know, but I just right. feel like you okay. always do that spiel. So let's right. just keep it moving. No, I wasn't going to do that. I do want to talk about um, saving a life yesterday um what i saved a, a life hum- yesterday. A hum- i honestly a hu- did not a human life well it wasn't a human life but it okay, was still a life that i saved and did it i was, ruin the it, joke it gave me such joy and i don't know whether this is a, a product of growing older but one of the things you do i think when you grow older and and i want you all who are younger to do this too is you appreciate the really little things in life right so yesterday I see a butterfly uh, lying motionless on the surface of my pool. I had no idea whether it was dead or alive. It was a beautiful butterfly. It was in like, the water. In the water, yes. And, and I have a backyard that attracts a lot of butterflies because my little gem magnolia is blooming again. And so I love 
butterflies, and, and I see dozens of them every day. But this time I saw one that looked dead in my pool. So I get my net, I take it out, and as soon as I lift it from the water, it twitches a little. So I know it's not dead, but it's not flying away. It's showing no signs of, of anything that's good. So I carefully lay it on a surface that's in a little bit in the sun so that it can sort of dry out. And, and it's just laying there and laying there. And I'm watching it for like 10 minutes in a row. It's not moving, so I assume it's dead. Uh, I go out there about 10 or 20 minutes later. It's still in the same spot, but then I see it moving. And it flew away. <laughs> and it, I can, it, it sounds so weird, even as I'm saying this, I'm like embarrassed to say it, but I cannot tell you the joy in my heart to see that butterfly come back to life. Because I'm convinced it was probably a minute or two from dying on the surface of my pool. And I'm not Dude. claiming any heroics here. But it just felt super good to me to save this butterfly's life. And I don't even know why it made me feel that good. We're going to have to get Rob McGill on when he gets done with National Scandal. Because you, that, that bug was just having a nice pool day. Like just sleeping. <laughs> and like you like woke it up and like it, it rattled him. And then he's just like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. This guy won't stop yeah. staring at me outside the window. Like I want to go back in this pool. You know what? We, we should ask McGill that because honestly... I didn't even consider that. Like, you have when no lizard... clue whether this thing was dead or not. Like, well, let's put it this way, and I think McGill would say this: a, a lizard uh, has fallen into my pool and lived because lizards are sort of amphibious. As far as I know, uh, butterflies are not amphibious. If you put a butterfly under the water, I'm pretty sure it will not survive. But we would have to ask McGill that. But, but anyway, it wasn't underwater. It was like laying. It was like almost like lounging right. on the top of the water it was right but i don't yeah. think that's normal it's not like i see that a lot i'm just saying I, I just love the idea of you spending 45 minutes doing this you know what this is you this is you i have a heroic moment i feel like a hero i feel joy in my heart and all of a sudden you're telling me well even if it died it's a waste of time i mean no, it Jesus isn't. christ man i love butterflies no you don't yes i do you don't give a thing. shit about butterflies okay here's the thing I will, I kill, I kill a dozen ghost ants a day. I hate ants. ghost ants. <laughs> That's right. Wait, so you don't see them? Yeah, you see, they're, they're microscopically small, but you do see them. So I, I have no problem killing ghost ants. I have no problem. Just... I love how you answered that seriously. You're like, no, you can, they're not invisible. You can see them. Oh, you thought ghost ants. I get it. Okay. Um, but in this case, and I think most people listening would agree, you know, none of us cares about killing an ant or stepping on an ant or killing, spraying, spraying a roach dead. But a butterfly is higher on the, the chain. A butterfly, nobody hates butterflies. Everybody loves a butterfly. I'm indifferent, okay? but I don't believe you love them. I, I've been with you to butterfly world. You know, you, you, know you, you were eager to leave. Okay. Okay. But I have natural butterfly world in my backyard. I have butterflies out the ass in my backyard wow. and they're beautiful now that would be an exhibit <laughs> okay a butterfly out the ass um that could be a children's book w butterflies out the ass yeah okay um by the way i want to do a quick call back because we we forget to follow up on on stuff Sorry. all the time and a hair and a hair on my microphone go ahead okay too much information and one thing i want to mention is that no we have not forgotten that Christopher has yet to pay his bet by sleeping in the backyard to pay off a lost bet over whether we'd get Kornheiser on the show. I realize, I remembered that 
this week because I happened to be on Kornheiser's show a couple of days ago. Thank you, Tony, for that. And I remembered that you hadn't paid off that bet. So it's it, funny it, that you other- remember that I didn't pay off the bet while you didn't remember that we had him on the show. But that's for a different discussion. Okay. And and the other thing is, um, we haven't forgotten about our contest to see who best imitated the ESPN Sports Center Dad, voice guy. Have you seen a single tweet or mention of like, hey guys, when are you gonna do that? It, it it doesn't need a single tweet Dad, because I know it. I know, but it was just it's. It, I get it. You wanted that thing to be a bit like we tried it. We take some swings around here. It's Let's, ESPN Sports Center. Like we can just you know, Randy Scott's been busy. It's like a blessing in disguise. Nope. I think him. Being I want busy. someone to join. I want someone to judge that, and I'm going to continue to have someone to judge that. Maybe we'll um, get Aaron Judge on to judge it. Oh, that'd be a nice get. Um, I want to read a, a letter from a fan because this is so sweet. Oh, here we and, go. And I want to read it verbatim. And and first of all, I'm going to hold it up here. It's literally a handwritten letter. It's not Wait, typed. An electric it's not an fan. Email. An electric fan. An electric fan wrote that. Uh, not an electric fan. An actual fan. So I'm reading the letter here. Greg, thanks for all the contributions to the Lebetard Show. Your back in my day segments are always the best. Once a month. We are remodeling in our kitchen and consolidated the two junk drawers. I found the enclosed gem in the bottom of one. I thought you might enjoy it. By the way, I smiled when you mentioned Dodger great Don Drysdale and laughed at the Mr. Drysdale reference from the Beverly Hillbillies. Sorry for the handwritten note. I'm not on any of the social media platforms. Best regards. And I think it says Mike Gabriel. I think it's Mike Gabriel. Mike, I'm sorry if I got your name wrong because you wrote it in longhand, but Thank you very much. And the little gift he gave me from his junk drawer, he must be from Mitchell, South Dakota, because this is a little uh, thing from the Corn Palace. There's something in Mitchell, South Dakota called the Corn Palace. It's a little arena, but uh, a lot of the artwork in it is made from real corn. It's mm-hmm. like artwork made from real corn. So that sounds super cool. If anybody of you, any of you are listening who are from or around Mitchell, South Dakota, or have been to the Corn Palace, I want you to go to our Greg Cody Show website to the bottom right on that little microphone and leave us a little description of what the Corn Palace is like. I wow. would like to know that. And thank you again, Mike, for um, for that kind gesture. And I bet more people will do that than are interested in the Randy Scott competition. And I by want the way, Randy Scott on. I love that guy. And by the way, Mike, I want him on too, but I don't want to talk. I don't want him judging some stupid competition oh, of I us do. like being terrible at that. ESPN Sports Center. But I'm telling you, Michael. Appreciate that letter, and that's really nice. And I care a lot about your corn palace. But if you have two junk drawers, you just have a messy kitchen. I'm sorry. Like yeah, I'm all for be one. I'm all for one junk drawer. But if you have two and you got to clean both of them out, it's it's time to look go 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 in your bathroom, look in the mirror, and be like, do I have a messy kitchen? Yeah, I I, I hate to say it, but I do agree with you. Um, I want to at, at some point in this episode, I want to play my call of uh, Comley's big win in Milan, Italy. Because it was a spectacular race by my filly. Uh, she was in the back of the pack. She heroically uh, roared through the front on a on a great, cunning, patient uh, ride by the jockey. A wedding? It was so exciting. A, a wedding? Uh, a cunning, patient ride by the jockey. Wow. The jockey strategically hung in the back and hung in the back. And I thought we were done. I was screaming in this video, we're in last place. And I will. That's not that. It's not that. If like as somebody who's spent many a dollar, you know, at the track betting some races, it's not that uncommon to see a horse kind of like you know 
wait for its time and then just like win it at the end. Well, but are, did you have you been Googling horse terms? Because I swear um, you've been like I've, ever since you become a horse owner, you've been like working in like things that sound like real lingo. Right. So I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I want to be be honest. Like, have you Googled like horse terms, Herms? I have. I have not. No, I have not. The only time I Google a horse term, because the my horse, Philly, uh, is um, commonly is a bay horse. Bay. The color is known as bay, right? Yeah. And, and bay can be different shades. Like bay can be as light as a reddish brown and bay can be a black horse as well. So black. Uh, yeah, so Comley is is a black horse, essentially, to the naked eye. A blorse. But, but yet is a bay in color. Bay. Yeah. So um, let's cue that up and, and play that, shall we? I love how, like, 10 seconds ago, you said at some point in the episode we should play that, as right. if now wouldn't make the most sense. Like, should we, like, talk about it and then maybe 20 minutes down the line play the sound? Oh, we can do that, too. No, let's play it now. Okay. This is 2 minutes and 18 seconds, this video, Dad. They are off. Good start on the inside by Travedona on the outside Beirut. Come on, calmly. Between them in second place, we have number I'm glad 10, we're listening Fira to all of this. Amicizia on the yeah. hey, Eddie's inside, here. we also have number eight, the Dams. Where's calmly? <laughs> Not liking it so far. Most of the favorites on uh, the far side of the field with Beirut and Kamli in the last two places starting from the outside that did not help this, this is the most bored announcer dude I was just thinking the same thing he doesn't give a shit about this race come on Jonah leading the race come on on the outside we still have Veranicizia then in third place number four there's Latit again oh he's in last place on the inside we have the other oh horses. for the love of god the, uh, <laughs> The little coughs in between. Come on, man! In this phase. Chris now, Whittingham does not have to worry about this guy coming for his job. No. In the middle. The situation is still quite static. <coughs> now, <laughs> the lead, uh, Vera no lane. Come on, Conley. No lane. Making a, making a move. Making a move. Conley's making a move. <laughs> also, a good performance by Love tonight. They are in the middle of the film. Conley now coming up. Come on. On the far side also. Come on. Beirut, now the favorites are coming across. And yes. Two for long distance from the, the yes. final. Yes, Conley. <laughs> Hell yeah. With Beirut on the outside. Yes, Conley. Good performance from the back, but still. Yes. Just How'd the horse do? Go, go. Clearly, clearly, clearly <laughs> My dad is having an orgasm right here. Everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, four. There are four hilarious sound bites on here. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to play this one again. This one's hilarious. Yes, Comley! Yes, Steel Comley on top of with Beirut on the outside. Yes, Comley! <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's so great. Um, <clears throat> I rarely hear myself with such unbridled emotion. I mean, that was genuine joy in my voice. And what my buddy Clark Spencer told me, I, I just experienced for the first time, which is that even though I own a minuscule piece of this racehorse, you know, the tip of the left ear, if we're being geographic, um, it's my horse. Like when, 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 when that filly is running in a race, 
that is my horse. I don't care how little of it I own. And it's, it's a thrill. I mean, it's really just like, yeah, it's, it's, it instantly puts you in a spot like a diehard fan would be for a team. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's really, you know, like you, yes, you, you are an owner. You can call yourself it, but you really, you just all of a sudden have this allegiance to this horse the way you would for any of your, your teams, which is right. like, and that's really cool. Like you've added a team essentially, you know what I mean? Like yeah, something to root true. for in sports, whether it's game four and Kachuk winning it with four seconds left, that ability to just like have that moment of yes. And like, right. you know, you would have, if I was, if anyone was with you there, you would have been jumping up, like hugging them. Like it's, right. there's and, nothing and, like those moments in sports, which I got to experience that with Kachuk. And I was right there sitting seven rows behind that goal. Yes. Like that's a moment that I'm going to remember forever that game winning goal right there. And, and you're probably going to remember this comedy thing forever. No, I will. And, and Clark, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about uh, that Kachuk goal and what I saw at the arena in a second. But um, another thing Clark told me is that I had no idea being a minuscule fractional owner that I'm actually going to get a check in the mail because Conley won a race. Nice. You know, it's not going to be, it's going to be a ridiculous amount that I'm probably going to frame the check and not even cash it. Clark joked that it would probably be for $10.80. But here's another thing that I learned about uh, being in horse racing is that uh, Comley's value went up by winning that race. Comley's value in future breeding rights went up by about $200,000. So yeah. that's the way horse racing works. Like, Right. The more they win, the thinks, more they can, the, the more they get paid to screw. Yeah. yeah everybody thinks <laughs> if you don't win a triple crown race, you know, you've had a failed horse. Yeah. But Comley's going to make a lot of money in breeding rights just because she won this one race. I'm getting antsy because I feel like we're getting some Levitard show leftovers right now. So I just want to. No, no, not at all. Did I say that? I can't even remember what I, I think say you did. I think, I think you did say the whole thing about like the sex that is more valuable now that she's won that race. Well, but it is. You know, it, if it, this were a Sherlock Holmes novel, Greg's reaction could have been like when he says, yes, he ejaculated. Is how yeah. it would be written. <laughs> if you read through, it's it's in that in Arthur Conan Doyle's time, you, you people would use that word as just excitement. And yes. so, like you read through, it's Watson is ejaculating all over these books. Right? <laughs> He'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" You're like he's amazing. He, Watson ejaculated. You know? <laughs> just, <laughs> so it's always an interesting read. I should try to get that uh, reference into a column sometime, just to see the look on the. Uh, on, <laughs> imagine the look on my editor's face when he's reading it. Um, Christopher, you mentioned Kachuk's game-winning goal the other night that put the Panthers in the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 27 years, and. I am privy to the knowledge that just before the tying goal, you remember, we thought we were going to win three to two in regulation. Yeah. Just before the tying goal, when, when the whole audience thought we were winning three to two, you were shown on the Jumbotron, like mm -hmm. celebrating and literally chugging a beer. Well, if you know at Panther Games, if you get put on the Jumbotron in the crowd and you got a beverage down the hatch, is and basically. You did. Like, you know, it just always gets a rise out of the crowd. Like, it's like a thing that anything, a little cheat code that I had about one eighth of a beer left. So okay. what, what looked like an impressive chug was maybe me even holding it for a second just to like make it seem like I had more. It wasn't a very difficult chug. But yeah, I, I, just, I never have done that before. I've never been thrown on the, it wasn't like, you know, I know what you're thinking, folks. 
big time celebrity over here. Maybe once a game, <laughs> they throw me up there with the old Chris Cody on the thing. Yeah, right. But no, I've never been on this on the screen before. And like you said, it was a, a crazy moment in the game. It was like crunch time. So I'm like, and then all of a sudden I see myself. So I'm like, just instinctually, <laughs> like I have a drink. I'm going to do it. And, you know, it got a little bit of a, you know, the people, but the, everyone was shitting themselves. So no, it didn't get the normal reaction. It was a lot <laughs> of timing. And then I got like a text from Roy. Like, did you, who told you, by the way? Like, how did you? Um, uh, a guy who works with your mother was there. Why and, are and you he's... like being discreet? Who cares? Like, like <laughs> it was J- Jason. Okay. Why are yeah, you like, who, I just like. like... Our listeners don't know who Jason is. I mean, what's the point of mentioning like, the name? No, no. Says the guy who, who says Gary the Bag Rosenfeld and Paul Ratke used to live near me. But like yes, nobody fair. knows who these people but, are. No, Dad, this is BS. Because spoiler <laughs> alert: sometimes we talk about what we're going to talk about on this show, and you right. told me before the show that you were like somebody may have seen you do something at the Panthers game, right. and I'm like, who was it? You're like, I'll save it for the air. So like you <laughs> made true. it that's, that's seem, you made it seem like it was like right there in a pre-show meeting would have been a perfect time to say it was just jason for mom's work okay and then i would have like you made it seem like oh you're gonna like who this is okay how long were you on the screen would you estimate four or five seconds i actually have a video of it that ashley benson got oh but it's it's literally the last like she got it to like you know good on her she she's the only one that caught any part of it but good it was it was very late do you did you already have it in your mind like what you would do if you ever ended up on the jumbotron at a Panthers game, that is kind of like what I've always assumed I would do if I had a drink. But right. I'm, I'm, you know, like I, I think we talked about this recently. Like my go-to in awkward situations where it's like, hey, where I'm supposed to like wave or something, and I want to do something that's kind of like not my way of trying to be cool is throwing up like, like you know, just like yeah, throwing up like the the surfer, like you know, just <laughs> what's up. So like I feel like in that's what I, my normal go-to would be. I either pat my belly like i use the tum drum for some reason that's my nervous okay. reaction like if i don't know what to do i like just kind of drum on my belly or my <laughs> shirt's coming up like when okay. i was at the mariners games last week i was looking on the jumbo jumbotron i'm like if i show up it, this shirt's coming up it's i'm gonna rip it off just <laughs> that because go, by the way how were those games they were fun the first game uh, the mariners lost second game the mariners won that was of course a lot more fun but uh but they were both it was just good to be in a ballpark man the weather yeah. was great the Saturday night game, the one where the Mariners won, the rain held out until the the middle of the ninth. I'm like, they're going to blow it because of the rain, but no, they held together, and so it was just a great outing with the family. And what'd you eat? What'd you eat in there? Did you get a hot? Did you get a dog? I got a burger the first night, and the second night I got tacos because the burger put me in the hospital that night. Okay, oh, wow. I spent all night Friday night in the hospital. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> was this what one happened? of was this like you know hypochondriac yeti like was no, this like nervous nelly it might have been but like so i thought i um the way my body was reacting like I, it started feeling like when i had afib you know back in january a year ago and uh like i i was i've never been in i haven't been in this much pain in a long time and like i couldn't sleep i was being very vocal about it and so like i told jane i was like just drive me to the doctor we gotta go and while we were going my arms went numb and i'm like oh i think i'm in afib again Jesus, and dude. I think it was just the way I was sitting in the van, but I was like, it could be the way I'm sitting, but like the, the that, how intense everything was starting to hurt. And it was just starting to hurt at the bottom of my chest a little bit too. And I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to have to shot me back into rhythm again. I think I'm out. Jeez. And Damn, so we dude. get there and everything tested out fine and uh, no heart attack symptoms, no AFib, no signs of stroke or blood clots or anything. And so after spending about eight hours at the hospital and they let me go saying I was just a, a big gas bubble. 
<laughs> this is quite the first installment of the injury report. The injury report. That's right. <laughs> I, I went to the ENT this week and I had a camera shoved down my throat. Oh yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What, what was the result? Well, it was everything's good actually. I you know I've been having like a little lingering sore throat since yeah. when I was sick like a month ago. So I just you know out of you know nervous Nelly went to my primary and they're like you can go to the ENT if you really want to, and I was like all right I'll go. So like they like numb your nose a little bit. And then they like put this thing in your nose and all of a sudden you can like feel it in your like by your tongue. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is I hate that little endoscopy, I think is what that one's called. Yeah. And she's just like she's just like keep breathing through your nose. And I'm just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like I've had that. I hate that. And then after like the it's like a minute long and then you she's like, all right, let's look. And then she's like, you're like seeing the shot of the camera going up the nose. You like see the hairs that it's passing through and it's like. (laughs) She's just like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this is weird for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dad, what's, how are you doing this week? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I don't love, have much. It is so perfect that in the first installment of this, Yeti almost thought he was dying. And, and, it was I, had, and, and I had a, a camera shoved up my nose. Dad, how are you doing? Yes, my, well, my, my boring experience for the week is that I went to Quest Diagnostics to give blood work and a urine sample. And, and that's all for a future doctor appointment. And I did that I hate, too this week. I hate giving blood. It's just, oh, yeah? I am the biggest wimp in the world. I never look at the needle going in my skin. I always look away. Yeah. She tells me, uh, unclench your fist because I'm like digging my nails into my hand because <laughs> I hate it so much giving blood. I just do. I, I, I never feel more like a wimp. Because you're supposed to fast before that. So I didn't like do anything other than brush my teeth. And I got there and she does my right arm and, and she's like, it's not. Like, I must be, she's like, did you drink any water? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh, you probably should have. I guess you're supposed to drink a little water to get your blood flowing. Like, I was so dehydrated, may have been drinking the night before at a Panthers game. Uh, It was like my, she had to do my left arm. It was like, it wasn't coming out of my right arm. Right. She went over to the other one and got it. But, you know, quite the first installment of the injury report here on the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. (laughs) That's exciting. (laughs) It really is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, let me talk to you about Sheets and Giggles. They're our lover. We love them. They love us. They love this show. They love the people that support this show. So support them. Everyone sleeps. You might as well sleep on damn good sheets. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, um, a wacky website with a bunch of weird pictures of us. You got to at least check it out. If you're listening to this on Monday, you can still be part of their Memorial Day sale. It's the biggest sale they're going to have until November, up to $800 off a mattress. Plus, you can get an extra 20% off anything you purchase using promo code NICEHAT, sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, promo code NICEHAT. It's a damn good product. I know I tell you every week, but you're going to sleep tonight. Look me in the face right now, listener. You plan on going to sleep tonight and your sheets are not as good as sheets and giggles. Face it. You have to accept it. You have to say, hey, right now I sleep on shit sheets and I don't want shit sheets anymore. I want good sheets. I want geets. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg 
promo code NICEHAT, up to $800 off a mattress, plus 20% off. Come on, guys. It makes sense. Go now. Should we get to dad jokes? Yeah, yeah, Greg. Let's let, let's set up dad jokes of the week. Chris you know, has left us to go get his, his, his kid from daycare. Well, I think when I told him we were going to do dad jokes and three facts, Jack, because we didn't get to them last week, I think he's going to take a shit. He, he has any... Uh, any excuse in the world not to these are this is his least favorite segment of <laughs> what, the podcast what makes chris run faster dad jokes of the week or mount greg Moore? that's yeah that's that's good, what i want to yeah, know that's too close to call 50 50 <laughs> odds on DraftKings. uh dad jokes what do you call an 80 year old cheerleader <laughs> old yeller <laughs> what is a forks favorite hold holiday hold on <laughs> What? That's good, Greg. You that, actually that, like that? That's probably in my top three favorite wow. ones that you've done. Yeah, because it's. It, <laughs> I am. I am so conditioned to you guys both hating the dad jokes that when like one that actually one goes over, it, it's like a shock. Because <laughs> it's not just like a straight up pun, and like, right. like it's it's not low hanging fruit pun. Like it's just old yellers funny. That's good. Okay, that's good. Uh, what is a fork's favorite holiday? The fork of July. That's not a bad guess. That's pretty good. Okay, the good. answer um, is Valentine's Day. Ah, uh, see, uh, that one wants to be old yeller because it wants to <laughs> you know it, it wants to go a little bit you know higher than the lowest hanging fruit, but it's kind of I, a you know what you know I guarantee seventy five percent of our audience doesn't know that the 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 actual teeth of a fork are called tines. See, that's what I like about that. I I like that it's it's obscurely educational. <laughs> which I love. Uh, number one, what nut can you never use a credit card to buy? Wait, what nut can you never yeah. use a credit card to buy? That's what I um, said. A zag nut. Never mind. I'm just kidding. A cashew. Ah, I see. Eh. I thought that was pretty good. Probably should have gone with that one first. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's cue the music for Three Facts Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for Three Facts Jack. Number three. One animal leads the league, leads the world in endurance migration. The bar-tailed godwit, a bird in the sandpaper, sandpaper, <laughs> a bird in the sandpiper family, migrates from summers in Alaska to winters in Australia or New Zealand and makes the journey lasting at least 11 days long without resting. The longest nonstop migration ever documented. Hmm. Number two. Sandpiper. Sandpaper family sandpiper <laughs> my Number niece two. my niece was named piper after the they they lived on sandpiper lane really yeah so she's piper i don't mind that name it ta it takes getting used to it. the first time i ever heard piper as a name uh i i, I was sort of up and down on whether i liked it or not but it's sort of grown on me um number 2 something a little known about king charles other than he once owned a racehorse now owned by greg cody <laughs> is this England's newly crowned king has owned an Aston Martin DB6 automobile since 1970. And in an effort to lower his personal carbon footprint, instead of gasoline, Charles's favorite vehicle runs on repurposed surplus English white wine and whey from the cheesemaking process, which is converted to bioethanol fuel. The, How about okay. that? Okay. All right. Cheese and wine comprises his fuel. The DB6 is one of Bond's vehicles. Whose? James Bond, his one of his cars was an Aston Martin DB DB5. I'm not sure if he ever got into a DB6. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number one. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I hope I improved your life with that. 
it's just it's it's essential information <laughs> i really appreciate it um number one a severe shortage of rubber during world war ii had the government enlisting companies to develop a synthetic rubber scientists from dow chemical and general electric separately developed a silicone oil and boric acid mixture that seemed promising but was determined to not be quite similar enough to be useful in war Government labs eventually developed a suitable rubber substitute using petroleum. But the manufacturing rights to the previously developed but rejected substitute rubber eventually was bought by an advertising executive named Peter Hodgson. He stuck it inside plastic eggs in time for Easter 1950, and Silly Putty was born. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so how about that? Silly Putty began as a World War II effort to create synthetic rubber. There we go. I didn't know that about. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good it's, one. It's not bad. I tell you, I, I hope uh, I hope people like Three Facts, Jack. Hearing hearing them as much as I like uh, presenting them because I I just love learning new stuff. No matter how arcane and trivial it is, I just that I dig that. You know, I learned about that synthetic rubber push. I think from the Sheets and Giggles website because they were letting us know the difference between synthetic rubber and the all-natural latex rubber they use on their mattresses really wow sheetsgiggles.com slash greg okay (laughs) that was a very organic plug by you just then i didn't even see it coming just like the all-natural latex rubber used in sheets and giggles mattresses (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so greg while we're plugging things you know i just want to thank everyone who supported the show this last week um by uh, uh by jumping on our uh nice hat trend and uh and eventually a nice shirt trend i saw some folks and there was more than one too that bought both a uh a, a n- nice a, a nice hat shirt and a nice shirt hat and uh right. chris said it best in his tweet that yeah though people like that they get the greg cody show right and uh <laughs> so, tremendous support they're, they're quickly there's definitely our fastest selling design so awesome to see there but what was really cool is that people were discovering the store and they were they, like i saw a lot of our orders had had not just people would buy two or three things and it wasn't just the nice collection. It was a, you'd see a couple, like a nice, and one of the nice hat hats or shirts. And then someone bought a, um, and you know, it design, oh, like we, we started seeing yeah. some movement there. So if you love the show, you want to get, uh, support the show, go to shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Or if you're on the gregcodyshow.com, you can, you can click on the shop link. It'll take you there as well. Takes you to our spread shop and you can find all of our designs there. It's a great way to support us um, and a great way to be out and about. I still live by this. It's been a year, but um, if I see anyone, if I'm at an event and I see someone wearing a, uh, the first person I see wearing Greg Cota show merchandise, other than being at like Mass Miami or, or an organized event that is show centric. If I see it, I, I will personally get you something from the store. The first person I see out and about in public organically see them where you haven't tried to arrange a meeting with me. If I just spot you on the street, you're getting something else from the store. There you go. And what you can do is you can intentionally begin uh, criminally stalking Yeti <laughs> just so you're more apt to uh, run into him, run into him, quote unquote, and get a free merchandise. So that's what you need to start doing. Let's get out of here for now. And, and we'll pick back up after the heat game Saturday night. That sounds like a good idea. Brutal. Oh, wow. That's the starting point. Brutal. That's, get, that's getting right to the point, that one. Very brutal. I mean, I know we're talking about that meal you made on Sunday. It was brutal. Yeah. Well, I, they can't all be winners. I, I, I intentionally made a bad meal in honor of the Heat losing a bad game because they were... Listen, 
you you said the word brutal earlier okay imagine how long it takes the time to say the word brutal it takes like a tenth of a second Mm -hmm. that's the amount of time that separated the heat heading to the nba finals right now and being in boston waiting for a game seven to determine if they do get there yeah everything turned in literally a split second point two on the clock when the ball left white's hands and zero seconds by the time it went through the hoop crazy and i know like some people listen to this podcast after monday so it's just odd to be reacting to saturday's game right um so this is this like we shouldn't spend too much time on this but just brutal come on jimmy and bam make one extra basket throughout that entire game right jimmy it's all i need from you yeah, and 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 Duncan Robinson missed two wide open looks at threes. This is on you know. Bam and Jimmy. It is Duncan Bam, played well. Uh, Jimmy Duncan, f- Duncan played well. Jimmy was five for twenty one. Probably his worst shooting night of the entire season. Definitely of the entire playoffs. And man, did he pick a bad night to be off. As did Bam. Bam had that beautiful block of Tatum in the closing seconds, but overall he was terrible. They relied on three point shooting and their their under and their big four uh, undrafted guys just to merely stay in the game. They didn't deserve to win that game. I, and and I don't know how it turned out Monday. We we're recording this Sunday, but they didn't deserve to win that game. I don't I don't feel that they got robbed. I don't feel like it was a bad result. I think winner take all uh, Monday and and whoever won that game deserves it. Simple as that. Now, I've kind of had the nail on the head, you know, as the Heat were up 3-0. I was in the studio saying I'm still scared. And I feel like they can do this. I know, like, for the now we're going to move on to the part of the pot. Now, if you're listening to this (laughs) Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, this is either going to seem like really smart or really bad. Yeah. I think I think they can beat the Celtics on Monday night. Okay. I think game I had a bad I think ga- I think game sevens are weird. I knew they were gonna lose game five in Boston, but game sevens are wacky. Jimmy's wacky. This heat season, as Spo said in that press conference, has been odd and difficult. Yeah. And it just this feels like the way it should happen. Is right. you know, we we go up three oh, we we lose three in a row, and then we just go pull it out of our ass in Boston. Yeah. No, you're right. That that's sort of what I wrote in my column off the game was how can this season end any differently than than in the most difficult possible fashion for a team that barely made the playoffs. This is game seven is where they were destined to be. But the other team in town, hello, Florida Panthers mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup Finals final. Sorry, there's no S on Stanley yeah. Cup final for the first time since 1996. That's the incredible story in town. Even if the Heat had made. Uh, the finals and and maybe they did maybe they did but no matter i think the panthers are the more cinderella e story in town it definitely you you know because of my fan with as mike ryan likes to say just the panthers being in the stanley cup final right now and having that in my back pocket made that Derek white buzzer beater less painful i agree so you know maybe i'm deflecting there but yes super exciting like i can't believe it still like you know hopefully this like week layoff doesn't end up hurting them yeah um, i wonder about that too if this vegas dallas series goes seven that team will only have two days off yep but who knows what a time yeah what a time it, to be alive no, it, it really is and uh and man we we may have to uh we may have to get together after uh after monday night and do a, an emergency episode i don't know i mean if the heat win that game seven I think we have to consider an emergency. Well, episode. I just predicted that. So maybe if they lose, we got to do an episode. Like, because okay. I just covered us. I told the people they're winning on Monday. Yeah. Okay. You guaranteed it, didn't you? 
I'm just, I think it could happen. Like, cause I know like yeah. he, everyone says game, if you get to game seven, it's done. The spread's like eight points. Right. But I, I think that he can do it. I think they can too, actually. Although Homer, know, look at us homers. Yeah. Although here's the thing. And, and it was a little bit prescient on my part, if I may say so. When the Heat were up 3 nothing and lost at home, and all of a sudden it's 3-1, to one, the headline on my column was something to the effect, still a safe lead, dot, dot, dot. Right? Oh, Question yeah, you, mark? You were on the Levitard show when we were doing segments about Heat Nuggets. You were the one saying, you know, all it takes is the Celtics to get this one in game four, right. and all of a sudden they're going to feel confident. You know, not a bold totally. prediction, not saying they're going to do it, kind of just playing, like sitting on the fence, but you did yeah. say it. Well, all, all of the pressure in game six was on Miami, and I give credit to the Celtics. I give credit to Missoula, who I was writing off as a nobody about to be fired. I give credit to Tatum and Brown. You know, when, when our guys, Bam and Butler, were shrinking in game six, Tatum and, and Brown were just rising up, scoring nah, 57. Tatum's annoying. I like Jalen Brown. Tatum's annoying. He thinks everything. He's never fouled anyone in his entire life. No, but neither did LeBron James. No, I mean, you know, the good guys everybody, are like that. No, no, no. Everybody has a little of that in them. Jason Tatum has never committed a foul. Okay. Like, there's a difference. He's of right. all, like, he's always got his hands on his head after yeah. a foul. Whether he got, he thinks he got fouled, whether he didn't foul, it's just, he's annoying. I mean, right. and mainly the pie chart on his annoyingness is 80% just because of how good he is. He's annoying. Right. No, but that, exactly. that other 20% is the, the thing with the fouls. It's annoying. Yeah. He's, he's both annoying and he stepped up big time when his team needed him to unlike Butler. So that's where God, we are. And Derek White. I, of course, have to tweet about Derek White the day of. Yeah. I'm what like, was your tweet? Well, be, because, be Derek, Derek White, be Derek White. Because or? in game five, he went like six of eight from three, and he was just like this insane guy. And I was just like, I right. feel like as long as Derek White is Derek White in game six, the heat can be fine. Right. And he wasn't <laughs> that good. He hit a couple threes, but he wasn't. He was Derek White, which is what we needed him to be. Yeah. And then, you know, we just didn't box him out that final play. It's crazy because before that winning shot, the Celtics had missed 11 shots in a row. I mean, that that's why Miami was back in the game, not just because Jimmy Butler was getting to the free throw line a thousand times in the last five minutes, but because the, the Celtics went stone cold and then they hit the winning shot with 0.2 seconds. God. Unbelievable. And that Marcus Smart, that Marcus Smart shot looked good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. So, and then man, if, like, we if, are, uh, if we that, are ball, half-related. that ball rattles out, if it goes in any other direction, it's of not course. a putback. And I know. Ugh. It takes all kind of luck. That's sports, man. Like, we won. We were winning. We get this weird foul that he gets three free throws. He hits it. It's like the, one of the most bogus ways to have a come-from-behind win of, like, you get, you're just right. gifted three free throws. Not gifted. They fouled him, but whatever. It was yeah. just, like, a weird way. And then... Oh, like we didn't deserve to win that. And then we were winning right. it and then it was taken from us. It was just I know. like, it was a, it's that was, the most difficult uh, that was sports. That was just sports yeah. in a nutshell. It was Hard, insane. hardest way to lose though. Hardest way to lose. And did they win Monday? We'll all find out together. They did. They did. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you in, a, in an emergency episode uh, on Tuesday morning. Or no, whenever. That's if they lost. We're yeah. Let's not be. promise anything. Yeah. I don't know. I may be doing. too tired. Okay. Last couple of weeks have been insane. Just elation. Uh, you know, disappointment, being weary as hell, but yet being excited through the weariness. What a run. What a double run. I love sports, even when I hate it. All right, that'll do. Let's get out of here. I'm tired. All right, let's say goodbye. A final thanks to all of you who uh, visited the merch store this past week. Did great. Do it again. 
Uh, we yeah, appreciate no, it. We're really we had, proud of the items we, we have there now. We had a good week. And uh, like you said, if you haven't been to this merch store in a while, go check it out. We've been improving our products, we think. And uh, we're getting a lot of good reviews on the quality of the products. So please shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Go get yourself a nice hat shirt. That's right. Or a nice shirt hat. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Thanks, Pod family, as always. And we'll see you uh, next week, if not sooner. Why do you keep promising some bonus episode? I don't. I'm just hinting. (laughs) Dropping a hint.